What community sounds like? Stay open. Hey guys, this is Chris from Tap the Craft. I want to tell you about a new partner that we have for the show, B Cups. B Cups is the world's first line of style-specific beer cups for people on the go. Whether by the beach, pool, hiking, or on the boat, B Cups are great for any place you can't use glassware. They're dishwasher safe, lightweight, BPA-free, recyclable, and so clear that they often get mistaken for glass. They come as four packs on Amazon.com, but two packs and variety packs are available on their website at bcups.net. That's B-C-U-P-S dot net. Go check it out. craft beer friends and welcome to another episode of tap the craft podcast i am denny loose coming to you from boise idaho and my partner in craft from the great state of florida from tampa florida mr chris mckenzie the wells bro how are you doing tonight buddy denny i'm doing just absolutely amazing and uh i'm just happy to be sitting here drinking some beer and chatting with you this evening oh well good i'm glad that you are drinking beer and chatting with me also because I enjoy chatting with you and drinking beer. Yeah. So what what are you drinking? Well, today I am drinking a good old Ohio beer. Ooh. Uh, drinking some Hoppin' Frog. Uh, their barrel-aged Boris Royale. And in the quotations on the side, they say they call it a Royale with, with wood. <laughs> nice. What do they call it? They call it uh, a Royale with cheese. <laughs> wow, you even had a sound clip ready for it. Yeah, yeah, we're ready to go. Yeah. Um, now you make me want to watch Pulp Fiction. Yeah. And that's and as soon as I saw, I mean, even the uh the frog on the front. So if you if you know what the hoppin' frog label looks like, what what the frog looks like, he's currently uh got a Samuel L. Jackson uh haircut <laughs> from the movie. He's also got a mustache. So Oh sweet. Yeah. It looks all fancy. Nice, nice. So I don't know. I I keep thinking I've had this one. Did you just say that I had uh, had it before? I don't think you've had this oh, one. Okay. I I honestly didn't know it existed. Oh, um, because this is so. This is their their Boris, their uh, audacious uh, yeah. oatmeal Russian imperial stout. That's the one. Yeah. Uh, but this is aged in whiskey barrels, and I didn't know it existed until it showed up on Tavor. But yeah, I didn't know this existed until it sh- uh, showed up on Tavor to order. And I said, well, I mean, Hoppin' Frog is pretty solid every time I order something from him. So I uh, decided to go with it. Yeah. 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 Well, you're never let down. Never let down. No, I'm not. But uh, enough about me. Uh, let's talk about you a little bit. How, <laughs> how are you doing? And what's in your glass tonight? I'm doing well. I'm doing well because it seems like spring has sprung and we've got some nice weather that we had last week uh we had a little bit of a storm come in this weekend but you know what it cleared right back up and i didn't want to be at work this today because it was nice and sunny and warm a nice a a, a subtle breeze um made me just want to go out sit on my deck and drink beer Mm -hmm. which uh i wasn't able to do but my buddy sean looks like he was out that twisted timber today drinking beers for a few hours uh you know around noon noon o'clock uh so i guess he might have had a day off and he was doing exactly what i wish i was doing so 
Mm-hmm. Cheers to that. But uh, I'm drinking some Belching Beaver. I know that you enjoy some Belching Beaver, and you've probably had some in your Vegas trip you'll probably talk about, I'm hoping. Uh, there's some downstairs in the living room. Okay, yeah. good. And this one I've had before. I think you've had it too, Chris. It's the uh, it's the Deftones beer. They did a, yes. They did a couple Deftones beers, I believe. This one's the Phantom Bride IPA, mm. and this is I a seven point one percent nice hazy IPA. I was hoping that was around when I was in Vegas. Uh, there was enough Belching Beaver stuff there. Oh, but man, I was I was hoping for that one. Mm. Wasn't there. Yeah, it's good. I I don't know if this is a if, if it's a milkshake IPA or not because it kind of has that uh that lactose, you know, uh uh fluffiness and uh and milkshakey IPA type flavor. So it's mm-hmm. it's tasty. I like it. it's real real mellow on the bitterness. So anyone that doesn't really like bitter IPAs, this is one I think they could they could uh, you know, get into because it doesn't really have much of a bitter finish. It's got a nice, nice, smooth finish, and it's a good beer. So I'm, I'm almost done with it. Uh, it's, it's, it's pretty bad when you can just suck down a 16 ounce can pretty fast. So I might be yeah. making my way down and grabbing some. I, I'll talk about another beer because I was going to have this other beer, but I, I grabbed this one instead. Uh, I, I've been drinking a lot of pilsners lately. In fact, I'm going to talk about one of the pilsners I had. Yes, I do. I want to make sure it was on the list. <laughs> uh, that really was really good, but this is not that one. I'll talk about this one that I bought a six pack of because last well, this month is Idaho Craft Beer Month, and so a lot of the breweries are having sales on their beer. I don't know if it's the breweries or the stores or a combination of both, but they're having like the like a uh, like their own March Madness, but it's like April Madness. Uh, tournament with the breweries all the Mm -hmm. idaho breweries and they're kind of going and showing up at different venues and people can you know vote for the two beers that are people are are serving up and so i went to albertson's pick up some beer last uh, maybe it was two weeks ago now and they just happened to be just going on and the and the woodland empire uh, alecraft um rep was there and she we started chatting and she was very nice and and I said, yeah, I like Willard Empire. I said, yeah, I've had all these beers. And, I, and she go ahead and well, we'll just go ahead and give you a, a couple samples of, of some of the beers again. So I had this Pilsner that they have. And, man, it's a really, really good uh, bohemian-style Pilsner. It's just super smooth. It's got kind of a, you know, a little bit maybe of a corny flavor to it, uh, but super smooth. The hops aren't too, you know, out there, not too bitter, just super smooth. And I drank all but one i have one of those left that that uh, i might be having after this uh, ipa because it'll it, it it's refreshing and and really good it's a great summer drink so all right i got carried on i got carried yeah, away that's all right that's okay i want to hear about those beers especially that phantom bride yeah that's uh yeah. that's one of those ones that you could def i think that's one you could uh, introduce someone into the ipa style with i, I think so i think so it's it's like i said it's so smooth and and it has a great mouthfeel. And I, I don't know. I like it. I, I like it myself. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I got this for Easter. My lovely, beautiful bride, not the Phantom Bride, but my bride, uh, <laughs> she, uh, she got me, you know, uh, as she does every year, she got me a little Easter beer basket. And she had this beer uh, inside the basket. So I thought I'd, I, I saw it in my fridge and I decided to change up my pace and go with it instead of my Pilsner for the opening of the show. 
Okay, well, in case, uh, you know, we're getting carried away, I don't want to go too far without letting all of our new listeners out there know what Tap to Craft Podcast is all about. So in case you are new to the show, Tap to Craft Podcast is an educational podcast, and we focus around celebrating all things craft beer because Chris and I, we want to help you along in your craft beer journey, whether you're brand new to craft beer or whether you've been drinking it for 30 years, 40 years, 50 years, however long, I'm sure you can find some very educational content inside this show. And you're listening to episode 124. We're recording on Monday, April 22nd, 2019. And in this show, we will be discussing a couple things. We're going to have a style guideline on the Berliner Weiss. And why the Berliner Weiss? Because I realized, man, Chris and I, we talk about, and John too, when he was on the show, we talk about this style all the time about how we enjoy Berliner Weiss. And I, I went to look back in our show notes and I saw that we never did a style guideline on this style. And it is spring coming into summer. And I think this is a great warm weather beer that kind of can give you a little bit of refreshing Slight tartiness with some wheat and malt character that is great for a summer or warm month. So we're going to go ahead and talk about those style guidelines according to the BJCP. And we also, guess what? We have a couple news articles. Uh, I I wasn't going to put any news articles in this show because we did have two new, you know, two shows that had news articles, but. Hey, there's two articles that we will briefly discuss that was posted on our Facebook page that I thought were, were pretty relevant. And I wanted to talk about this with Chris and let you guys know about it. And of course, as you've already got a little bit of a hint, you know, Chris and I are going to have some great conversation along the way. So let's get this conversation going. And Chris, you've been doing a segment that has got some pretty good uh, praise from our listeners. It's the what are our listeners drinking according to untapped so what are our listeners drinking yeah our listeners are drinking a lot of good stuff uh, and i'm going to start off with uh tom Byrne, and he is drinking a grapefruit solace by mike hess brewing which mike hess brewing not really sure about that one but that is in san diego california <laughs> okay i love i love the internet all that information is right here at my fingertips wow anyway he gave that one 3.75 caps doesn't really say a whole lot about it he uh just put up a picture uh da -da 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 -da. it's a san diego style ipa oh okay so oh. west coast yeah, uh, moving on up uh, to Mike Allen. Now, Mike Allen has been doing a lot of drinking this uh, last couple of days because Mike Allen is in New Orleans. Ooh. Uh, so he's a, one of my favorite places in this country. Um, currently drinking uh, an amber by a beta brewing company at the Lafitte Guest House on Bourbon Street. Now, he uh, didn't rate this, which... According to his uh, comments that he left on it, and he writes, <laughs> one bar in New Orleans, Louisiana, so far that cleans their lines, and this is not it. <laughs> <laughs> so anyone that ever wants to travel to New Orleans, if you're looking for good beer, do not go to Bourbon Street. Okay. There's uh, <laughs> plenty of other good places to go get it, but hey, if you're in need of a beer, uh, my guess is a beta would be the... Uh, the better one to go to if you were in, in that section of town. So uh, no rating on that one, but uh, he had a few earlier, uh, earlier uh, more than that 24-hour mark. So he was uh, at Port Orleans Brewing, 
Um, he was at a place called Turtle Bay. Uh, so he, he's been he's been drinking around the city. So mm. good for you, man. I hope you're having a lot of fun out there. Yeah. Uh, um, let's see. Tom Byrne again, drinking a New England Hazy IPA by White Dog Brewing Company. Mm-hmm. Um, gave that one 3.75 caps again. And it says nicely done by these guys. And he's he's also he's enjoying those uh, those Solus beers or Solus beers. <laughs> uh, the dynamic IPA by Mike Hesper and Company. Three point seven five caps from him. Uh, oh, I was kind of interested in this one, but I didn't see see it available to me anywhere. So he Tom is also drinking Four Seasons of Mother Earth. Ah, I have that one. Yeah, it's the spring of 2019 version uh, by Mother Earth Brewing Company. And it says, Forgotten Brew Day Brew. Cherry is pretty integrated, absolutely buried under a tremendous amount of cacao. <laughs> the aroma is really nice. Uh-huh. And this one, and this one, he he varied from his 3.75 rating and gave this one 4.25. Oh, that's a good rating for Tom. Yeah, and yeah. and those are in those new 20-ounce cans that people have been uh, releasing beers in. I, I think it's a 22. Maybe it's a 16. I, I don't know. I really hope, yeah, those those bigger, those tall boy cans, yeah. those are 16 ounces. Well, there, there's some 20-ounce ones, too. I can't remember if this one was in 20. I think it's in 16, though, now that you say it. Either way, I love the fact that they that more companies again are moving towards cans, mm-hmm. just because. Um, I I think I can do a, a sixteen ounce can by myself. Once you start getting into twenty two yeah. and a half ounces, twenty four yeah. ounces, twenty five ounces, that's that's a lot. Um, I mean, I'm going to do it tonight, by the way. But <laughs> oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. This this hopping frog is a. <laughs> Is a 22-ounce bomber. Uh, we're we're going to be okay. And, and um, did you say what the percentage was? Is it? Uh, oh, this one is 9.4%. Oh, it's low. You can do two. But I did just have one before the show uh, from Anchorage Brewing, which was uh, an IPA called the Demon Boy, Ooh. which was uh, 6.4%. And wow. I had had that one before. But it's like sexual. This, yeah. Yeah, it crushed <laughs> that one. I drank that with dinner. Um, <laughs> that was a pre-dinner. That was an appetizer yeah. beer. <laughs> but this one's really cool because this the that Demon Boy it was uh, it was all about the can art for that one. Ah, and they and they've been making some pretty solid uh, New England IPAs. And it's kind of funny because I'm looking at it, and it looks like they had a an old can of something else, which you know they didn't fill it with old beer, but. Um, <laughs> They just put a, a different sticker over top of the old can. Oh, okay. So while recycling, it's Earth Day. Yeah, yeah. And you might as well. I mean, it's uh, if you've already got the cans, put some stickers on it. Yeah. Um, but I'm kind of interested to see what's under here. But the 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 label art, man, they've been putting out some really cool labels lately. This one, um, I think I talked about one the last show, which was uh, the body of a wolf with a human mm-hmm. skeleton inside of yeah. it. Uh, this one is. So the top part of a crocodile head underneath of or above, there's a, uh, a lion head underneath with its mouth open and roaring. And then there's a human skeleton again. Oh, there's a bird skull in there. Too. <laughs> um, I think I'm going to peel this label off here and at least take a picture of it and put it up on my Instagram here in a little bit. But uh, yeah, this is this is really cool. Uh, again, it looks like something that somebody would get a tattoo of. And they've been doing some really cool stuff lately. Uh, oh, that I, label comes off way too easy. I didn't realize that Anchorage was uh, doing cans now, though. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, they're doing, um, I think the last couple of beers that I had from them um, have all been in cans. 
Okay, so it's uh, nothing. Nothing underneath the sticker. <laughs> just a black you, can. You peeled it off and there's nothing there but a black can. Okay. It's a, black, a black can and then it says Anchorage Brewing Company across ah, okay. the top. Ah. I was all excited, but uh, yeah, I'll be, I'll be putting this uh, label art, if I haven't already, uh, up on my Instagram page. Um, anyway, moving on. Um, so Tom had the Four Seasons of Mother Earth. I, I hope that shows up in, in Tavor for me here soon because I've been liking those beers. Um, Ryan Miller, uh, he's drinking an MF IPA, uh, mm. Mosaic Brute by Paradox Beer Company out of Colorado. Mm. Um, I'm curious to know what, it, I mean, I'm hoping MF IPO. I was hoping MF IPA was, you know, MF, <laughs> uh, but this yeah. is, this is a mixed fermentation oh. India pale ale brewed oh. with mosaic hop and lupulin powder. Uh, oh, so wow. that sounds so that I, sounds pretty cool. Yeah, that sounds cool. So uh, you think it's kind of a I don't want to say a sour IPA, but maybe funky IPA then cuz mixed fermentation. Well, here's what he says about it. So he gave it 3.75 caps uh, and he writes reminds me of a grapefruit mimosa, except I don't like grapefruit mimosas. <laughs> and I enjoyed this. It's definitely different. <laughs> So good, good, good for you, Ryan. That's uh, that sounds that sounds like a pretty refreshing beer. Uh, Ryan again drinking the Grand Cru Cuvee, their double barrel edition from Evil Twin Brewing. Oh, um, he says he gave this he gave this three caps. Uh, he wrote intense. This was interesting to try, but not my forte. Mm-hmm. Not worth the price, in my opinion. Ah, so yeah. Uh, but hey, you know, a lot of uh, Evil Twin stuff. Uh, I haven't had it. And it's hit or miss oh. for me. I, I'm trying not to be so negative. I, I realized I was kind of negative on last show, so I'm not going to drink so much this time, try to stay positive. But I, w- I have to be honest, Evil Twin, for me, a lot of times it's a hit or miss. You don't know what you're going to get, so it's, you got to be careful. Yeah. Yeah, some of them, I, and I know, again, not to pick on a brewery, but I know some of the stuff that they've put out has been just a little just, over the top, super sweet. Yeah. And boozy. Just, and yeah. yeah. I, so it's kind of tough. Uh, but they put out a lot of different things and their IPAs are pretty good too. Yeah. All right. Moving on to Johan Halberg ah. drinking Powder Dreams, which Ooh. is dry hopped with mosaic lupulin powder, ah. Simcoe, and Ella hops by Captain Lawrence Brewing Company. Thank God he had an easy brewery company <laughs> to pronounce this time. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> he said it was tough to rate this one. It seems to have aged quite a bit in three months, give or take. I puts a question mark there. Sweet, malty, piney, some bitterness. It's nice, but no New England IPA in, in the way it's uh, the way it's sitting right now. I gave that one three caps. Um, moving on up to Johan again. He's drinking Zombie Stomp by wow. Introvert Brewing. Ah, that's his brewing company. Yeah. So he didn't even rate his own beer. Come on, it's, man. All, it's a five always, right? Yeah, yeah <laughs> you're right. I should have known better. <laughs> all right. So the next one, uh, yeah, he's got me on this one. I, um, I can't. He's drinking uh, Pask. Pask. Oh, yeah, yeah. By Bergsvix. Ber- yeah, I'm not. Um, Pretty cool picture, though. I like the ram <laughs> on the can. Um, so on this one, he writes pretty much what it says in the description. Just a bit too roasty and sharp for my taste. Gave mm. that one 2.75 caps. Ah, so it 
it it kind of uh ventured into the porter range and it sounds like it had a little bit of bitterness in the in the finish there a little bit of sharpness that's uh yeah not a not good for a brown yeah and this one is uh let's see what is this type of beer it's brown ale so let's see moving on up he has also got johan you have the pask porter and you're gonna have to email me and let me know i pronounced that horribly wrong um but just gave that one uh, 3.5 caps on that one um drinking that at bison's beer cave and then kevin page is drinking our jelly now it's our like o-u-r our okay. jelly uh by arcane aleworks and he's drink, drinking that at sweet chubbs land which i would imagine gotta be is his house his house he must be Chubbs. Yep. 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 So that's, that's going to be my guess. That's what I'm sticking with. That's that's at his house. Um, smells like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Tastes like one, too. More interesting than great. Not that sweet. Gave that one 3.75 caps. Oh, that's a good rating from him. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's been getting... A, it's funny because he lives all the way out towards like the Orlando area. And mm-hmm. Arcane is out towards me uh, in an area called Largo, which is right on the Gulf of Mexico. Mm-hmm. And I, he must be in this area a lot because he's been drinking a lot of arcane beer. Um, so, hey, good for him. I wish I got up there more often. That place is awesome. Um, let's see. Aaron Peters drinking the Voodoo Ranger Liquid Paradise IPA. Uh, didn't give any ratings on it or notes. So, moving on. Uh, Johan Halberg again is drinking the 200 W IP, uh, double IPA. Man, I got to learn how to speak another language. Uh, just writes classic double IPA, pine, dank, smooth mouthfeel with balanced bitterness. Very nice. Mm. Gave that 3.75 caps. Um, yes, I can pronounce this one. Uh, he's drinking also the gatekeeper, a gatekeeper by Buxton Brewery. Uh, gave that one three and a half caps. Mm. Looks like a cool giant squid on the front of that bottle, though. That looks pretty cool. It's it's the you know the label art the label art gets me all the time yeah me too um, I'm a sucker for it yeah and it cost me a lot of money <laughs> Tom Joseph uh, is drinking a Fruitlands by Modern Times beer I know oh. we're gonna be talking about them here in a little bit yeah I uh, gave that one three point seven five he said can't can't drink I'm at the mall if it's in a soda cup you can. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you, man. Uh, fruity and sour, 3.75 caps on that one. Wow, what a rebel, man. Hey, you know what? The mall is annoying, an annoying place. <laughs> is if he drinking have, with a straw, too? It, look, you got to go in and find the picture, but it's literally a white foam cup with a with a semi-clear plastic lid and a straw. And a straw. And, oh, wow. And there's... And there, uh, yeah, and there's a little bit of foam coming out of the top of the straw hole. So good for you, Tom. That's awesome. Yeah, I would, I would drink beer at at the mall if I could. Um, Tom, did you just take some Modern Times with you to the mall? He's drinking <laughs> Booming Rollers by Modern Times beer. Uh, you took decent. a whole six pack. <laughs> yeah, you might as well. <laughs> Decent. Tastes like a slightly above average IPA. Seems consistent with previous Modern Times beers. 3.75 caps on that one. Uh, moving on up. Jay Collins drinking a Beta Guppy by Rhein, Rheingeist Brewing. Mm. I almost said Rhein, Reinheitsgebot. 
this nice. beer is finally starting to kick in. Yeah, so. let it rip. Uh, 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 the Beta Guppy by Rheingeist Brewery. Uh, gave that one four caps. Uh, no notes on that one. Chad Lamasa drinking the Waldo Special oh. Ale. Oh, yeah. Yeah, did you uh, have any of that? Uh, I haven't recently. I know I did a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah. It's, I like that one, though. It is good. It's a triple IPA. Uh, comes in at like nine something percent, I think. Nine. Uh, currently showing 11.7. Oh, that's right, 11.7. Yeah, 11.7 percent. Man, it is. It, it's 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 good. It's good. We um <clears throat> we got a bottle and we and Sarah and I drank it on uh, 420 day. Why? Uh, what's what's so special about that day? Well, I mean, I I hear <laughs> it's the uh, it's it's the uh, you know the the you know raise your glass to or raise your your puff puff pass. Uh, uh, I'm still not following. Uh, what are you talking about? Yeah, something about um, uh, you know, smoking some uh, funky, funky cigarettes and some uh, Mary Jane. <laughs> you mean reefers? And some reefer yeah. smoking a doobie. <laughs> uh, you know, it's supposed to be you know Waldo's. Uh, this this beer was made for this dankness, you know, because it's a dank beer and it's supposed to celebrate uh, all the all the weed smoking they do at Lagunitas because you know they've been busted for it. Uh, I did not know that. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what the uh, is that what the shutdown cover shutdown ale. Yeah, they brewed no that way. beer after it was the first beer they brewed after they were they reopened after being shut down for a month because they had a violation of uh, of marijuana smoking on their premises with uh, you know working a working beer factory or whatever. So they shut down for a month. Uh, when they reopened, they they brewed that beer as a tribute to the shutdown i had no idea they may or may not have just gone up a notch in my book <laughs> anywho uh chad gave that one a five cap oh yeah and, wow yeah, that's, nice. a, that's a tasty beer yeah. um last but not least is going to be jay collins again drinking a hop cakes by oh. noda brewing company he's drinking that on jay's patio all uh, right gave gave that one a four and a half caps Ooh, damn now i want to know what hop cakes is uh, Imperial IPA, at least according to the picture he took. Imperial IPA, come on, come on, internet, you can do it. It's probably a got. It's probably one of those pastry IPAs. A maple syrup Imperial IPA. Yeah. I mean the uh, the overall rating on this beer is four point zero five caps out of eighty five hundred rating. Wow, that's a pretty good rating. So anybody wants to trade, <laughs> let me know. So he just came. He just made a trip down the north to Charlotte. And came back, and I was uh, he and I were chatting on Untapped uh, this weekend, uh, and he had a beer that sounded fantastic. Now, of course, my aging memory—I can't remember the name of it—but it was something about a. I want to. Oh my gosh! I want to say Kolsch, but I might be wrong. And it had to do with uh, lemon shortbread or something like lemon that. Lemon shortbread Kolsch. Yeah, yeah, that sounds fantastic. Yeah, it does. Actually, you wrote it sounds awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, I, everything about that, just like that, the style, the lemon, the shortbread. Uh, I mean, I'm just like, ooh, that sounds like something I would really enjoy. So he's uh, he's partaking in some of that Charlotte, North Carolina beer. Yeah, he gave that one four caps too. That sounds really good. Well, All right. 
that's what everybody's drinking, at least in the last 24 hours anyway. I, wow. I had a couple in there too, but you know, I'm not going to read my own. There was a revision brewing thing. And yeah, yeah. We don't want to hear from you. Yeah. Lame. Yeah, and I, and I just didn't check in anything. <laughs> I, I drank a lot. I just didn't check in. That, that's okay. I, uh, I, I'm drinking stuff that I've already checked into. So unless it's super special, I, uh, I don't check in. Plus, I don't want to take up all the air time. <laughs> all right, Chris. Your own section. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's uh, let's talk about your beer related activities because I, I I don't have any really, um, but you do. So I what do. did you do that was beer related? Well, uh, I got back into the swing of things and I went to a bottle release this past weekend. Oh wow! Yeah, I went. You and, stood in uh, line. I stood in line at Angry Chair. Oh, uh, <laughs> what was the beer? Okay, what so, what what made you? Go back and stand in line for beer. My wife told me to. <laughs> okay. I guess that's a good reason. Yeah, yeah. So normally on Saturday mornings, uh, we have group class where we go out and we do a, a group class where we um, meet up with a lot of uh, probably, you know, in the neighborhood of 10 to 15 of our clients and do do some group training. Oh, yeah. And um, we saw the information on social media that they were going to be releasing this beer, which is Megan, one of Megan's favorite beers. It's called Purple Puffs. Oh. Now it's just <laughs> it's a it's a Berliner. Okay, right? so we're going to be talking about that here in a little bit. Yeah, uh, but it is a Berliner. At least the purple one is. Uh, I know there's black currants. Mm, I think black I love berry black currant. And um, and then it's then it's fi- finished off with. Um, some marshmallow flavor, which is basically just vanilla. Okay, um, that's the puffs. Yeah, and uh, I just posted a picture on Sunday of my dog Cajun holding a bottle of their red puffs. Ah, he had a, I saw he was that thing between his legs. Um, so they, instead of just releasing the purple one this year, um, they had messed with a yellow puffs, which is. Uh, off the top of my head, probably has some like guava and some other stuff in it. And then the red one, which I think was strawberry. So there was a whole set of puffs beers. So they had purple, red, and yellow. Okay. And the way they set it up was you couldn't just go in and say, oh, I want the purple one. I want the red one. You had to buy one of each. Okay. So it was you buy uh, the set. And I think the set was 60 bucks. So three bottles of beer, 60 bucks. Um, And you could also buy a glass, which normally I'm not too big on putting more crap in my (laughs) cabinets at home. Yeah. Especially when you have B cups, that's all you need. I know. I mean, you really don't need any more than just B cups, but this one was pretty cool. It had the angry chair logo on it. And then it had uh, each color of puff, like the little, chicks at least the way that they draw it will ralston if uh, anybody knows about him he's the guy that does all the art for angry chair um and he's a tattoo artist down in sarasota so he has created these little chick looking things that look like they're they should they should be in a godzilla movie uh, so they're they're pretty angry looking little peeps but uh they used to be called peeps uh, and I'm sure that they had to they got fix sued. They, yeah, they probably had to <laughs> had to change that a little bit. It used to be called Purple Peeps, uh, but now it's Purple Puffs. Okay. And um, Megan said to me, you know, she goes, "Well, how are we going to get this beer? We have group class at ten. And I was like, "Well, we're we're just not. 
know, we've, we've got obligations and I'm trying to be the rational one and run a business here. And she goes, no, <laughs> you, I'll run group class with our other trainer. I'll run group class and then you go get in line for beer. And I went, I love you. <laughs> so I, I was made to go stand in line. Um, and it was a little unusual than the normal releases that we've ever done where we've gone to angry chair because it's normally you're there at, you know, 630 in the morning, seven o'clock in the morning. You, you bring your camping chair and a cooler full of, you know, 12 percent barrel aged monster beers that and, you know, all kinds of other stuff. And you just sit there and basically get shit faced in the morning. <laughs> um, and there's a good restaurant across the street called Trips Diner that uh, you can just call in, order carry out, and you can just run over across the street and pick it up and eat while you're waiting in line. Um, this one was nice because we got there at about, uh, my friend Trey and I, we got there at about 8 o'clock. Uh, there was already about hmm, 75 people in oh line. Oh, gosh. And, uh, you know, it wasn't some big, crazy barrel-aged, you know, stout. So. Most of the people didn't care. Um, and we got up there about eight o'clock. And the big thing is, is that what they do is they roll up their, their garage door. And if you have cash, you can pay for it right there. If you have a credit card, you have to go inside the brewery, pay for all the beer. And uh, I was going to go get back in line because there was plenty of beer, apparently. Ah. Um, but what happened was, is that I got in line. I paid with cash. Trey had to go in inside and pay with credit card. And the owner, uh, Ryan, was inside, and Trey was able to either just ask and was given a second set, uh, or um, you know, he had to talk his way into getting a second set without having to go through the line again. So anyway, I ended up getting my set, and I bought a glass because it was a tulip glass, and it was really cool looking. Um, and then he, Trey walks out with six bottles in his bag. <laughs> and I went, how the hell did you do that? And I walked back inside. I was like, I'd like to get another set. And he goes, ah, sorry, it's one set per, per person. So I didn't really ask what Trey said to him. So I was, you know, good for you, man. Hey, glad you got two sets. And he goes, well, actually the second set's for you. Cause I know you were going to go through the line again. And I went, come on, you, you're, you're messing with me. And he actually bought a second set for me. Uh, so I wouldn't have to wait in line again. Wow. That's a good that, friend right there. That's a good friend. So I'm going to drink all the puffs before he comes back to my house. Again. <laughs> okay. No. So have you, have you had any of them? Uh, this, this, not this, this uh, year. batch, not this year. Uh, okay. I believe that about three or four months ago, we finished the last bottle that we had from previous releases. Um, Cause this is, this is kind of a, a beer that, I mean, when Megan and I go pick up this beer, we leave with, 10, 12, 14, oh, wow. 16 bottles of it. Like she likes it that much. And it's yeah, but, really good. Man, that's expensive at $20 a bottle. <sighs> Look, I give her what she wants. Wow. It keeps me happy. Whew. Um, but it lasts us for a year. So it's just kind of, you know, little, little payment up front. And, uh, you know, she can have purple puffs throughout the entire year. But the only downside is, is that, that marshmallow vanilla flavor uh, will fall out of it after about six months. Yeah. So yeah. even if it does though, it's still a really good, just kind of fruity Berliner with, with the berries in it. So I was, uh, I was happy to go. She went and took care of class with our other trainer and I went home and 
had an amazing Saturday. <laughs> well, good. Well, that sounds like a great event, and you survived without getting uh, wasted or mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you know, too, I, too much I, crowd. I expected that I was going to be leaving there because where we were holding the group class was only I don't know less than ten minutes away. I actually had a change of clothes in the car and everything. I was ready to go to work. <laughs> Dedication. Yeah, and I did not drink while I was in line. Wow. That's a good business owner right there. So I I sacrificed for the good of our clients, did not drink in line. And then uh, when I got when I got done, I sent her a text and she goes, Hey class is don't is going great. Uh, I'll see you when I get home. I took that as code for you don't have to be here. (laughs) So I went home. (laughs) Oh, no. She texted me and said, hey, uh, this dog and this dog need to go out again when you get home. Oh, okay. Well, then I need to go. That was a hint. Yeah. Yeah. I can't go to group class then. I need to go make sure these dogs don't blow up their kennel. That's right. Yeah. That's a bigger mess. Yep. So I I went home. (laughs) Hmm. All right. Okay. Well, hey, let's move on. Uh, this is going to be a long show because it's already, we're already 30 some minutes into this thing, but, uh, let's get into some new and noteworthy beer. I'll go ahead. I'm going to save your voice. You need to, you need to drink some beer, get that, uh, those vocal cords lubricated again. Uh, so I'll go ahead and do my new and noteworthy beers. I'm starting off with, uh, we've already mentioned this brewery a couple times, uh, since the show started revision brewing out of Reno, Nevada. I've got a, a few bo- uh, new new cans of their stuff. I had one that I drank uh, before the show aired. It's called the Bruff Hazy Double IPA. Uh, again, I'm not going to spend too much time. I'm just going to say that this is one I really enjoyed. I gave it a four and a half cap rating. Wow. So, uh, you know, I drink a lot of hazy IPAs, and some of the revision ones are a little bit better than the other ones, but they're all, you know, damn good beer so this one's a good one it's up there at the four and a half rating now i'm going to go into the other pilsner that i mentioned that i have been enjoying drinking pilsners while it's warm weather out this is from melvin brewing and of course melvin brewing is known for all their hoppy big double ipas triple ipas or big hoppy beers but you know what they can brew some very well done non-hoppy beers and this one is called their pils nar and hmm. this is, uh, you know, Pills Gnarly for all those gnarly runs down the ski slope, I guess. I'm thinking that's what it's for is gnarly, gnarly runs. But, uh, man, this Pilsner is just so smooth and so flavorful and not bitter. Uh, it's, I mean, I could easily sit down and drink a six pack of this in one sitting and, and be, and be happy. Uh, very well done. I really enjoyed this Pilsner. And if anyone has been listening to our show for, you know, almost the five years we've been doing this, you know that, you know, I'm not a huge fan of Pilsners. I've grown to like them a little better now than I did five years ago or even seven years ago. I wasn't drinking them at all. Um, I gave this a 4.25 rating. So this is a really good uh, Pilsner. I really enjoy it. So if you can get Melvin's Pills Gnar. Uh, go go try it. I think you'll enjoy it. And the next one is uh, Odell Brewing. Odell Brewing out of Colorado. They did some uh, rebranding of a name. Now, I can't remember what this beer was before, but it was it's called Mountain Standard IPA. But I don't think it 
wasn't IPA last time I had this. I think it was some other style. But now it's a it's like a, a tropical hazy IPA. And I'll tell you what, um, it's way better than the Mountain Standard I had uh, you know years ago when they first released this name and whatever beer it was back then. Uh, this is a really tasty beer. In fact, I had a guy from Israel come for a couple of weeks and he was staying at a hotel downtown and the hotel there was giving this beer, I think they were either giving it out at their like manager's, uh, you know, happy hour every night or it was being served at the bar down at the bottom of the hotel. I don't remember which he said, but he was drinking this every single night. When he said it, I was like, oh yeah, Mountain Standard, yeah, I had that. It's okay. It's nothing special. But he was like, he was, he was like, oh, goo goo over it. I didn't realize that the beer had changed. And now it's actually a very flavorful, well-done beer. And I gave this one a four-cap rating. So it's a, it's a decent, uh, tropical, hoppy, hazy IPA. So if you can get Odell, try it. That's Mountain Standard. And then the last beer that I'm going to talk about in my New and Old segment is from New Belgium. And this is called their Oakspire Barrel-Aged Strong Ale. And this is a uh, barrel-aged... Uh, strong ale, you know, it has uh, you know, some wood character in there, some oak oak character, along with uh, some bourbon uh, flavor in there. Uh, I thought this was really well done, and I think that the you know a strong ale is a is a a great beer to have in these barrels if it's not you know done too too much, right? And if the strong ale is not a real bitter beer i think it helps out too and this one wasn't that bitter it was more malty had that malty character but the but the wood the oak spirals i think they used in i think they used oak spirals and the the bourbon uh i think it was bourbon character uh vanilla and just some some regular bourbon like type characters were and toffee it was like a toffee uh, i had like a toffee burnt caramel uh flavor man really well done not too boozy I forget the ABV on it, but it you know it was pretty strong. Uh, I gave this one a four cap rating too. I, I really enjoyed this beer. So that's from uh, from New Belgium. So I have one other beer that I will tag on with Chris when he talks about his new noteworthy. So Chris, why don't you go ahead and let our listeners know about your beers this week? Yeah, so we did a little bit of traveling since the last show. Actually, we re- we recorded the day before we left, so we were uh, in Las Vegas. Drinking all the things that Las Vegas has to offer. Uh, we made a trip down to Corey's Fine Wine and Spirits. Which, yeah. if you ever go to Las Vegas, that is the greatest place to buy beer. Um, I Ubered over to over to this place, got to watch the Lightning have their asses. <laughs> yeah, they didn't do too well in the series, did they? Well, let's not talk about this. <laughs> we want to talk about beer. Um, <clears throat> Uh, we Ubered over to, um, Corey's, we got to watch a little hockey, had some great beers while we were there, ended up spending $174 in extra beer. Um, but, um, while we were there, we picked up a couple of things, revision, some revision stuff was, was part of it. Um, but we also picked up some bacon and eggs by pizza port, which, uh, was an Imperial coffee porter. That I gave uh, 4.25 caps to, and I was really surprised about you know most most of the big you know 16 ounce or 20 ounce cans or whatever we're calling them right now. There's you know 16 ounce cans. Um, 
those normally come in like four packs. Yeah. Right. Uh, this was a six pack. <laughs> oh, wow. Which I pulled it out of the cooler and I was like, oh, well, I'll, I'll gladly take six of them. Um, and I was really surprised that it was only like, I think it was like 12 bucks, 13 bucks. Oh, wow. For, for the six pack. Yeah, that's so, good for 16 ounce cans, right? Yes. Yeah. Really good. So that one, that one was pretty tasty. Oh, this can stuck to my hand. Um, <laughs> pulled the sticker off, see what happens. Um, and then I also had, this was not in Vegas. I had this the other night, was uh, Termination Dust by Midnight Sun Brewing out of Alaska. Oh, yeah, they're good. And this one, I didn't realize I had this one right after I moved to Florida, so about three years ago. And I gave this beer, I gave this beer three years ago three and a half caps. Oh, okay. Okay. Now, one of my favorite sayings is that if you don't like a certain style of beer, you just haven't tried the right one. Your taste will change. This mm-hmm. one I gave 4.25 caps to, which is a bear, uh, a Belgian style barley wine aged in oak barrels. I mean, this one was so smooth and so easy to drink. Uh, I remember drinking this the, the first time and going, as not really my style, but this is this one was uh, just so good, so smooth, and just some dark fruits coming out of it, and you could definitely get some of the oak notes out of it. And man, that I was so glad that I picked that up uh, when I did. And then my last one, Denny, mm. you and I actually drank this together. Together, yes, yeah, we we drank this together uh, from ten hours away. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the 2019 Sukaba Barley Wine from Firestone Walker. Oh, yeah. And that one, uh, again, Barley Wines didn't used to be on my list of beers that I was, you know, excited to drink. Now it's kind of, now I love them. Yeah, They're, me they're too. really good. This one I gave four and a half caps to, um, just because the lightning lost. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that that one's a solid beer. At least every time I've had it, it's a solid beer. They had it on tap at Corey's, so I, I, I couldn't really say no to that. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's, uh, it is very good. I am never let down by Firestone Walkers. I mean, they're, they're a little bit spendy, mm-hmm. but, um, I, you know, in fact, I have t- two or three other uh, releases of theirs in my fridge right now. I have their Parabola from last mm-hmm. year. I have their Hell Dorado, which I never had, I think, from last year, too. So I have those two for sure. And I think I have one more, which I can't remember off the top of my head. It's just waiting for the right moment to drink. But because I saw you were drinking this beer, I popped mine. I was going to save it a little bit, like six months, let it age a little bit more. But you know what? I said, you know, I'm not aging beers anymore. Well, I, I'm trying not to age beers anymore. It's hard because I, I buy some big ones, and I have to have the right moment to drink them. I don't want to drink, you know, a 25-ounce 14% beer by myself. So I have to wait. So I have company to help me drink it. But, mm-hmm. uh, that's why I have some of these that are still aging. But, um, but man, man, this beer is so good. And it, I mean, it just is smooth and, and it's everything I enjoy in a good barley wine. Uh, and the, the aging, the barrel aging on it is done just right where it, it, it just highlights the characters that are in that barley wine and doesn't take away from the beer itself, just enhances it. Uh, so anyone that can get Sakaba, hey, pay that that extra price for that uh, that bottle. Uh, you won't be disappointed. 
and uh, and share it with a friend. It's they're coming in smaller bottles now, so mm-hmm. I think they're like eleven ounce bottles or twelve ounce bottles. They're, they're, yeah, they're they're small. I think they're they're smaller than a twelve ounce bottle, uh, but they're you know, but they're good. It's worth the ten dollars a bottle. Uh, a we shot. actually we actually came home with with some Firestone Walker. I know we brought home some uh, we brought home some Parabola. Mm-hmm. Uh, we brought home a bottle of that, and then we brought home two other bottles that were corked and caged they were they both had bread in them so i'm gonna hate them probably but uh, <laughs> i know man <laughs> i don't beg it don't like... uh no don't be so negative on I the know, bread right. because when done it can be done in such a way that's so subtle you won't even know it's in there uh, i mean the ones that are done well you trust me it's You'll like it, I think. Well, don't don't worry. I'm absolutely going to try them because I can't tell everybody, hey, if you don't like a certain style of beer, you have to try <laughs> the right one and not be willing to try any of these beers that we open that have things that I might not like. That's true. So I will absolutely try every single one of them. And I'll admit there are, I don't know, probably out of the couple of dozen that I've tried, there's been one or two in there that were a little more... Uh, easy to handle yeah it, it wasn't it wasn't such a big hit of uh of that of bread, funk. So. yeah yeah, yeah. It, if it's too funky it can really turn you off but if it's just a subtle amount it's 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 it, i think it works better that way the subtle yeah but i'm gonna try all the beers so good don't you worry about that okay i can't wait to hear about them for sure okay well hey let's move in we got a voicemail i'm so excited this one dropped uh this weekend uh, mm-hmm. out of the blue from our buddy Jim Kudzel. He uh, he just wanted to chime in and give us an update. Well, you know what? I don't want to give away what he has to say. Let's just go ahead and listen to it now. Hi, Jamie and Chris. Uh, this is Jim Kudzel uh, from Maryland, uh, giving you an update on what's happening down here. Uh, Tara and I just got back from uh, Phoenix. We were out there for a week visiting our daughter, Rando. Had a lot of good beer out there. Uh, but when we uh, returned, um, uh, actually a week ago, uh, we discovered that the governor, Governor of Maryland, just signed into law the uh, what they call the Beer Franchise Law Reform Act. And uh, you know how we've been trashing Maryland uh, <laughs> about its archaic uh, beer laws. And uh, my understanding now is... Uh, that the laws that are that were in place uh, originated in 1974, so they've been around for uh, quite a while. Anyway, on uh, um, the craft brewer, and the gist of it is this: uh, from now on, well, actually, I think this goes into effect January 1st of 2020. Um, but when it goes into effect, any uh, craft brewer in the state of Maryland that produces 20,000 barrels or less is no longer bound by that ruling where they have to use a uh, distributor. Uh, So that is gone. Uh, Obviously they can if they want to, but uh, it's totally up to them and um, uh, you know, that that really is a relief for a lot of the uh, uh, the local breweries that yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with the owners of, so uh, they're they're pretty happy about that. Uh, so it, it's been productive, I guess. Uh, now we're moving up to where 
was it episode 122, you talked about North Carolina trying to raise the, the ceiling at 25,000. Well, uh, uh, well, maybe we're just catching up with the old North Carolina, but uh, it's a step in the right direction. Now, actually, this is pretty significant because I believe this, this affects pretty much everybody except maybe just a handful of uh, breweries that might be bigger than that. So I just wanted to send that your way and um, uh, let, the, let the beer world know that uh, Maryland is moving in the right direction, although slowly. <laughs> Take care um, and uh, cheers, uh, Nazrut. <laughs> well, looks like he got cut off. He reached the three-minute mark, but we got your we got your cheers there, Jim. Thank you very much for your for your email or for your voicemail. And this is great news, right, Chris? That uh, Maryland's finally woken up and uh, allowing their brewers to brew beer without having to pay the middleman just for uh, blessing the fact that he, they can sell beer at their own uh, their own locale. So I think this is a, a, a great a great uh, reform. Yeah, I'm glad that, that they're making that move too because that, that's that's just ridiculously unnecessary. Yeah, yeah. So hey, thank you, Jim, for calling or for yeah for calling in and uh, giving us uh, the update. And uh, I'm I really enjoyed uh, seeing you and and Tara, uh, you know, visit with your daughter and and try out all those breweries. You guys did uh, a whirlwind tour of. Of all the breweries in in Phoenix, uh, there's quite a quite a few spots. So good job on you two. All right, so we also uh, we had another iTunes review. I want to thank J.K. Collins for the awesome, excellent iTunes review he left on iTunes. Thank you very much, J.K. or Jay. I'll just call you Jay. Uh, we really appreciate it. Now you are also entered in to the B Cups contest. So anyone else? who has not left an iTunes review for us, go to iTunes and leave a review. And you will automatically be entered into our next B-Cup contest, as well as every contest that we hold that uh, is uh, using iTunes reviews as the entry. Because once you do it once, you're automatically entered into all of our contests. So it's a, it's a one-time uh, thing that can keep on giving. So go please do that. And we had uh, we had some feedback. We didn't have a lot of. We had some, you know, minor feedbacks here and there. But uh, I got one feedback that I want want Chris to read here because uh, uh, someone's feeling left out. Oh, Kyle, <laughs> Kyle Lilly at Kyle in Ohio on Twitter. He mentions listening to episode number one twenty three, and I must not drink late enough in the day before you guys record because my check ins never make it. Damn adult <laughs> responsibilities. Guess I need to up my Sunday night drinking game. Cheers. Hashtag tap the craft. Thank you for using that, by the way. <laughs> and hashtag craft beer. Kyle, uh, start drinking on Monday. <laughs> Early. <laughs> Monday, uh, anytime from like Monday at midnight uh, up until about Monday at 8 o'clock. So you, you'll be fine. Just get it in then. Yeah. Yeah. Kyle, you get home from work late. I mean, if you can just get that beer in, you know, like, 6 p.m., 7 p.m., you can make the deadline. You can do it. Yeah, it's perfect. I mean, you know, uh, I think like the most, the earliest one I've ever read was been like 12 minutes after we started recording. Wow. Like right now, Mike Allen. Uh-oh. Right now, drinking uh, Reasonably Corrupt by Great Raft Brewing 
Uh, gave that one four caps. That was 43 minutes ago. Oh. David Makazuki. Oh. Luponic Distortion. Look at that. Firestone oh, yeah. Walker. Everybody's talking about that one. That's a good one. I had that one. That was good. Yeah. Gave that one four caps. So, I mean, uh, God, Mike, you're you're drinking up New Orleans, man. Good for you. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, Monday nights. That's normally that's normally the win right there. All right. Let's see if we can get Kyle on the next episode. Mention. Okay. And if you would like to contact the show with your comments or questions, you can reach us through email at taptocraft at gmail.com or on Twitter like Kyle did. Just follow us at taptocraft and include us in on your check-ins or your posts. And you, of course, can follow us and respond to us, ask us questions, whatever you want, on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash tapthecraft. It's all very easy. And if you want to be like Jim and have your voice heard on the show, you can leave a voicemail at 208-536-3359, or if it's easier for you to remember, 208-53-ODDLY. And just leave your feedback, your questions, uh, you know, comments, whatever you have, just leave it so we can uh, play it on the air. We'd love to hear your voice. And we want to thank Open Forum Radio Network for supporting the show. They provide the hosting space at openforumradio.com. And if you enjoy the content that Chris and I are putting out, we know you'll find some other great content like from the following shows. Thank you so much for listening to Tap the Craft with Denny, John, and Chris. Hey, and if you want to check out more great podcasts, check out the Open Forum Radio Network over at openforumradio.com. We have such podcasts such as Open Forum Radio Proper, Facetious, Geeks for the Win, Gamer Husbands Radio, The OMG Hour, Gaming Vessels, Slash Attainment, and Conspiracy Otter. Hey, Thank you so much for checking out Tap the Craft today, and please leave these fellas a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to this great show. Hey, thanks again for listening. All right, well, now it's time for the Brew Buzz, and the Brew Buzz is devoted to discussing various related topics, and this week we are going to discuss the Berliner Weiss style guidelines according to the budge... <laughs> you got You totally nailed it. <laughs> According to the Beer Judge Certification Program, BJCP. All right, so this style falls under the European Sour Ale category. And this category contains the traditional sour beer styles of Europe that are still produced. Many, but not all, with a wheat component. Most have low bitterness with the sourness of the beer providing the balance that hop bitterness would otherwise contribute. Some are sweetened or flavored, whether at the brewery or upon consumption. And that's an interesting thing that here in the States we don't see a lot, but I think in Europe uh, it happens more often is that with some of these sour beers, there'll be a, like a, a little uh, syrupy, you know, cup of uh, some kind of a, a, a sweet syrup, currant, mm -hmm. like black currant or, or uh, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, and they would just, uh, you know, you could go ahead and if you wanted, you could dump that little uh, syrupy stuff into your beer, and that would kind of help, you know, cut some of that sourness down a little bit and give you a little bit of a, a fruity flavor in there. And we'll talk about that as we talk about the Berliner Weiss, uh, as I think um, in some of the comments section, there's uh, there's some comments on, on adding these syrupy flavors to the beer. So... Let me get started. Uh, I'll start off with the first couple uh, entries here or, or uh, sections, and then you know, Chris, you'll just continue on, and we'll just bounce back and forth till we get to the end of this thing. So, 
The Berliner Weiss, it, the overall impression of this beer style, it's a very pale, refreshing, low-alcohol German wheat beer with a clean lactic sourness and a very high carbonation level. There's a light bread dough malt flavor that supports the sourness, which shouldn't seem artificial. So we don't want to have that bready being too uh, artificially. And then any Bredemices funk is restrained. So I wanted to just, be, as we get started, you'll hear the word Breda, you know, Brett, Breda, Brett, Bretan, whatever, Brett, we'll call it Brett, Bredemices. Bretanomyces. <laughs> yeah, that's it, yeah. Uh, it's going to be mentioned quite a few times as we talk about the different characteristics of this style. And it's not in the, the States, not a common thing to, to have a Brett character in a Blender Vice, in my opinion. I've had a lot of Blender Vices and I don't, I mean, I've, I've had maybe one or two that had a Brett character to it. Uh, and I think those come across a little bit weird. Most of them don't have the Brett and Mice, but I think in Europe, that might be more common to have a, a little bit of this funk character in the beer. So I wanted to just say that uh, if there is some bread, they say it should be restrained, not too heavy. That's the overall impression. Now, let's go into some aroma. Uh, a sharply sour character is dominant, which is going to be moderate to moderately high in that character. Uh, it can have a moderate fruit character, uh, and this would often be lemon or tart apple. Uh, the fruitiness may increase with age and a light flowery character may develop. There's no hop aroma. And the wheat may present as like an uncooked bread dough in the fresher versions and combined with the acidity may suggest sourdough bread. Interesting. I like that. And again, may optionally have a restrained, funky bread character. So again, just keep in mind there might be a slight bit of funk in there. All right, Chris, why don't you carry on with the appearance? All right, and so the appearance on these beers is going to be very pale straw in color. Uh, the clarity ranges from clear to somewhat hazy, and the large, dense white head with poor retention. Uh, it's always effervescent. Uh, always effervescent. Yeah. I even like practiced that in my head a second ago. <laughs> I was like, that says effervescent. Uh, so it's always effervescent. In the flavor, you're going to find clean lactic sourness that dominates and can be quite strong. Uh, some complementary doughy, bready, or grainy wheat flavor is generally noticeable, and the hop bitterness is undetectable. Sourness provides the balance rather than the hops does. Yeah. Uh, it's never vinegary, uh, a restrained citrusy, citrusy lemony or tart apple fruitiness may be detected and has a very dry finish. Uh, the balance is dominated by sourness, but some malt flavors should be present. No hop flavor. <laughs> okay. And it, and it may optionally have a restrained funky Britannomyces character. Yeah, there's that, there's that Brett. It keeps sneaking itself in that there might be like a little bit in there. I feel like they're going to put that at the end of every single category. <laughs> yeah, they could. There might, there might be some restrained, funky Brett character. Yeah, yeah. So the, the two the, here's the things that stand out as we talk about these guidelines. In the appearance, always effervescent is a key. Uh, these beers have lots of bubbles that are just like coming up out of the bottom and look very pretty and provide you with some of that extra aroma that comes off the top of that non-existent head that you're going to have. It's going to have a head, but it's going to die down very quick. And then 
never, never vinegary. If you, you should never have a vinegary uh, blender vice, it should it should not be you know that bad. Not you know it, it's got to be more tart, and a lot of times you're going to get that citrusy lemon uh, character, which is really nice. And no hop, no hop flavor. This is not a hoppy beer, and there should be also no bitterness. It should be very, uh, you know, not ending sweet, but ending balanced at that end. That's the key. Is just uh, so those are the things that are very important about the style that I really, I really like. I love, I love this style. I this is the first uh, sour type beer that that I, I started drinking and I just couldn't get enough of this. Every time I'd, I'd find one before they became well-known and now you can find them all over the place. There's only a few breweries that were doing the style and that you'd have to go and find the, you know, these examples. And every, I, I searched out everyone I could find, you know, about six years ago and I just absolutely loved all of them. And, and I need, I, I meant to, to find the, one of the older styles of, of beer that uh, Blender Weiss, I think it's, I want to say Schneider, or ah, I can't remember what it is. There's there's some really good ones that I had from uh, Germany, and I'll tell you what they, I mean they're they're just really good and and really a good example of them. And I I I meant to have more time and and put down some of my favorites, but I didn't. So I'll have to get back to you guys on that. Sorry for slacking off but let's get into the mouthfeel so it's going to have a light body and there's going to be a very high carbonation again it's very effervescent it's going to be a lot of carbonation bringing these bubbles up so it's going to have uh you know a, a bit more carbonation there's going to be no sensation of alcohol you shouldn't have any sense that there's that there's booze in here right it should be very smooth it's going to be crisp juicy with a little bit of acidity uh, some comments. Now, here's some comments. Often served with the addition of a shot of sugar syrups, which is called Mitschus. Flavored with raspberry, which is Himbeer, Woodruff, which is Waldmeister, or Caraway Snops, which is Kumel, I guess, to counter the substantial sourness. Uh, has been described by some as the most purely refreshing beer in the world. And again, uh, that's why I thought that this was a great style to bring up at this time of the year, right? We're getting ready for those hot, you know, uh, summer months. And why not go out there and try some of these Berliner Weiss beers in this time? Because they are very refreshing. And that's, uh, you know, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to have our topics be more uh, seasonal so we can talk about the things that are, are important for the seasons coming up. Now, okay. have, you, have you ever had... Woodruff syrup in a beer? Um, no, I don't think so. Not that I know of. Have you? I don't know. I, I'm I'm thinking that I need to go to Germany, and that's probably where I'm going to have it. So I need to go visit some. <laughs> well, have you have you ever had a Berliner that you've been able to add a shot of sugar syrup to? So I think. I think I have, and I'm trying to remember where it was and what the uh, the addition was. I can't remember. It was a long. It was a while ago. There was one place we visited that did have a a shot of something to put into the beer. It was uh, and it was pink. So I'm not sure what it was. It was uh, some kind of pink syrup. It might be currant. It might have been. Uh, actually, it might have been. Actually, it might have been red currant. 
maybe a red currant uh, syrup or maybe black currant, but it, it kind of looked like purple pink uh, coloring. Or maybe it was raspberry. Actually, I saw now that I see the raspberry. I, I don't know. I, I have had uh, one of them that had a syrup to it, and yeah, it's okay. I, I mean, it's not something that I that I need to have. I kind of like the the sourness of it, uh, the tartness. I don't need to you know sweeten it down anymore. I'm not a big sweet beer fan anyway, so I, I kind of like the tartness. All right. Well, let's talk about some history of the beer then. All right. All right, so we're going to talk about, uh, let's see. So the history is going to be a regional specialty of Berlin, referred to by Napoleon's troops in 1809 as the Champagne of the North due to its lively and elegant character. At one point, it was smoked, and there used to be a Martzen strength version. Ah. Hmm. And it's increasingly rare in Germany, but some American craft breweries now regularly produce the style. Yeah, I don't think it's some. I think it's a lot of yeah, American craft yeah. This is Now, keep in mind, uh, these are the 2015 style yeah. guidelines. So, four years, a lot has changed where there's a lot more of this style out there. And, and you know it being in Tampa, right? You, you have mm-hmm. the Tampa or the Florida Vice, which is just a, a variant of the Blender Vice, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's... Um, I mean, we drink a lot of that Berliner here. Yeah. Um, uh, and some characteristic ingredients, uh, you're going to have some wheat malt. The content of that is typically about 50% of the grist, as is, in, as is tradition with all German wheat beers, uh, with the remainder typically being Pilsner malt. Uh, a symbiotic fermentation with top fermenting yeast and lactobacillus. There's going to be various strains of that. Uh, <laughs> to provide the sour sharpness which may be enhanced by blending by blending of beers of different ages during fermentation and by extended cool aging uh, the hop bitterness is non-existent and the decoction mashing yeah yep uh, I had to read that again the decoction mashing with mash hopping is traditional See, I'm getting to the point in the evening where I'm not exactly sure what I'm reading, but hey, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's good. Um, and then German brewing scientists believe that Britannomyces is essential to get the correct flavor profile, but this character is never strong. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Denny, let's go over some vital statistics of this beer. Okay, let's do it. So the IBUs, the International Bittering Units. Now, we've already mentioned there's not going to be any bitterness that you're going to be able to taste in this beer. So you think they're going to be pretty low? Yeah. Probably pretty low. Yeah. Three to eight, like non-existent. So that's uh, those are very low numbers. You don't don't see numbers that low usually. So it's pretty much no bitterness that you're going to be able to taste in this thing. And the alcohol by volume, again... These are typically going to be low alcohol beers, and they're going to come in around 2.8 to 3.8 percent alcohol by volume. So these are very light beers. Now you can get some that are higher, you know, up to the four to five percent, but most of them are going to be, you know, in a lower four, four and a half percent. I think that here in the in the, in the states, I don't see, you know, I I think, I think I've had one. Uh, Imperial Berliner Weiss or some ridiculous thing that someone made that was higher, but 
I mean, typically you're going to have, it's going to be a low alcohol beer. And some commercial examples. Uh, I'm not very good at German, so I'm going to butcher these things, but I'm so sure Chris can help me along with it. I know he's very good with uh, foreign languages. Oh, yeah, totally fluent in German. <laughs> Absolutely. You so, go right ahead. <laughs> so let's say the the Bayerisch, Bayer, Bayer, Bayerischer Bonhof Bonhoff. Berliner style Weiss, the Berliner Kindle Weiss, the Nodding Head Berliner Weiss, and the Brewery, which is a American brewery, uh, the brewery Hattenroth. So I have not had any of those beers. And actually, I'm trying to look up. I really feel bad that I, I wasn't able to get uh, ah, Blinner Weiss. Okay, I've had 37 Blinner Weiss. Gosh, dang it. Now I have to go. And uh, I, wanted to, I wanted to go ahead and just see if I can uh, call up some of the, the, the best ones I've had. Because it's important that you guys have some uh, good suggestions. So under sour Berliner Weiss, that's the style you look under ununtapped. And I have 37 different ones I've had. Um, wow, you know what? I, I just had Riot Juice from Hidden Springs. I gave that four and a half. Mm -hmm. um, passion Fruit Peach Berliner Weiss from North Coast Brewing. I think I mentioned that one on uh, the show. I gave that four. Um, dancing gnome underscore fruit fruitless four. Uh, oh, the S Sakura Obscura. That's another uh, Florida Seventh Sun Brewing. Mm -hmm. uh, I get that five. So uh, Florida has some really good blender vices that I think you guys got to go out and try. Um, uh, let's see. Um, I want to find the German ones I had. I'm I'm going through. I did have the uh, Berliner style Weiss, the Beisch, the Bayerischer Banoff. I gave it three and a half rating. Um, I had that uh, back in 2015. I, it says nice tartness and flavor, not enough bubbles for me. Remember, uh, effervescence, carbonation is all about this beer. If this one didn't have enough bubbles. Um, okay. Here's here's something that makes me kind of laugh. Yeah. Don't like sour beers, right? Yeah. I've had 84. <laughs> uh, okay, here's one. 84. That's a lot, Chris. 84? 84. Yeah. Um, here's one that you can get. Uh, this is from Dr. Fritz Bream. It's the 1809 Berliner Style Weiss. This is one that uh, is known as a, uh, you know, out in the, the place that's a pretty you know, pretty well-known one from, from Germany. Uh, I gave this one a four cap rating. I had it back in uh, 2013. Uh, nice Berliner Weiss. I really love the style and this one's a good one. That's all I said. That was uh, a four capper, but um, I, I have had better. Uh, let's see. <laughs> oh, you know what? The, the Snarling Badger Berliner Weiss from Grand Teton Brewing is pretty good. That's a four cap rating. I've got quite a trend in mind, actually, now that I'm looking at it, because it goes Hidden Springs, Hidden Springs, Grim, Hidden Springs, Hidden Springs, Hidden Springs, Ellipsis, Hidden Springs, <laughs> Highland Brewing Company, Copper Tail, Hidden Springs, Angry Chair, Purple Puffs, 2018. What's up? Uh, Purple Puffs. Hidden, 
Yeah, Hidden Springs, Hidden Springs, Hidden Springs, Hidden Springs, Yellow Puffs, Angry Chair, Blue Puffs, Angry Chair, uh, Hidden Springs, Hidden Springs, Hidden Springs. Oh, yeah, so that might be why I'm at 84. Yeah, yeah, a lot of Hidden yeah. Springs. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so there's just a couple. Um, go out and try the style, especially during summertime. Don't be scared to try. It's not that sour tart, just a slight tartness. And if you need to, go grab a little sweet syrup and toss it in there, too, just to kind of take away from the little bit of tartness there is. But uh, Oh, and then Arcane. Don't forget. Yeah, Arcane. That's, that's on there, too. Okay. Arcane, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. Come down, to, come down to Florida. We'll give you all the Berliners you can handle. Yeah, the Florida Vice. Just shy of Germany. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm it's sorry. on the way. It's on Belgium. the way. Okay. Well, that's end of our style guidelines for the Blinner Vice. Uh, let's move on to a couple news articles. These are articles that Chris found and posted on our Facebook page. And I think these are, these are two kind of, uh, you know, on, on a similar topic, but kind of like opposite spectrum of each of, of the topic. And we'll start off with the, with the first one. And this is Constellation Brands closing two Ballast Point locations and abandoning plans for the San Francisco Brew Pub. And we found this on brewbound.com. And uh, we, you know, we've talked about in the show going back years ago, we, you know, John and I talked about this uh, Constellation Brands buying Ballast Point Brewing for $1 billion uh, back a few years ago. And we were like, what the hell? That's you know, everyone was like draw drop because why, how in the hell was this brewery ever valued at such a high uh, value? Well, let's go ahead and read this article and find out maybe if uh, somebody didn't do their work very well. So Constellation Brands is closing two Ballast Point brewing facilities in Southern California and is backing out of a plan to open the brew pub in San Francisco. The company has confirmed the closure of Ballast Point Brewing's 80,000 square foot Trade Street sour beer and barrel aging facility which opened in san diego in late 2017 as well as its temecula california based brew pub which opened in 2016. they state that they are right sizing the cost structure based on recent craft trends okay they're right sizing so right sizing <laughs> yeah shut the uh, hell up yeah, they really? realize You're firing that, people yeah well they're right sizing <laughs> and they're just uh, closing down uh, brew pubs, which is... I love uh, that they're being so politically correct about it. Yeah. We're right-sizing. Yeah. So the, strange, the, the Trade Street Brewery features a 40-barrel brew house that's in a dedicated bottling line and wooden barrels and capacity to supply approximately 275,000 cases of sour and barrel-aged beer annually. Uh, yeah, that's a lot of beer. It's not oh, barrels, wow. but it's cases. And that's a lot of sour beer and barrel-aged beer, uh, especially when you're brewing it on a 40-barrel brew house. So, I mean, imagine getting a – do you, do you think you need to have a 40-barrel brew house to brew sour beer? Maybe if you're doing Berliner Weisses or Gozas, that, those are pretty hot. But it seems like a lot of, uh, a lot of beer <laughs> for sours and barrel-aged. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot of beer, but, I mean – 275 cases that's or 275,000 cases yeah of sour and barrel aged 
beer annually. That's that's a lot. That's a. Man, that I mean, I, I think I think they were thinking that that's the trend, right? Uh, people like the big barrel age stuff, so that hey, we'll go ahead and get into this, and we'll produce a bunch, and we can just sell it for a high price, and people will pay it. Uh, same thing with sour, right? Sour is becoming big, right? People are really doing the sour beer. Uh, we can sell it for a, a high price, but I think what happens is, you know, it's, it's maybe been tapped out. There's there's already a lot of sour beers out there that don't need to go for you know a premium price. Uh, maybe that maybe they realize that that wasn't a very good uh, plan. But I, I don't know. I'm just speculating. So uh, they've also abandoned plans to open a brew pub in San Francisco's Mission Bay neighborhood, which is where the NBA's Golden State Warriors are building a new stadium. Well, it sounds like that would be a prime spot for a brew pub, but they or they decided to go ahead and uh, not open that one uh, because uh, you know they're right sizing. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, by the way, uh, this is the same company that opened up a, a brew pub in Disneyland, and as far as I understand, that brew pub is still operating. Uh, they haven't closed that one down yet. So I, well, maybe... I mean, under, in a forty-barrel brew house, that's only five hundred and fifteen batches of beer to give mm. you the 275 275 uh thousand cases okay so that's you know almost two beers a day <laughs> that's not awful <laughs> that's not too bad i'm trying to do math right now it's yeah awesome. uh, you know what in our last show uh we were trying to do math at the end of the show and i failed miserably by being off by uh by a zero Shh, nobody knows that. Yeah, they were all laughing at me, I'm sure, because they realized that, what do you say? He's off. <clears throat> okay. okay. Uh, to finish off this article, Constellation recently recorded a $108 million impairment charge to Ballast Point's trademarks, essentially admitting it overpaid when it bought the business for $1 billion in oh, late what a surprise. 2015. <laughs> Constellation previously recorded an $87 million impairment uh, charge to the Ballast Point trademarks in 2017. So in the last two years, they've basically wrote off $200,000 that they agreed that they overpaid for this brewery. They kind of said, yeah, this is, uh, you know, we paid 200000 and I'm guessing they're going to keep writing stuff off because they're, you know, they got to try to save face somehow. So um, the article you can find the article link on our Facebook page. Also, will be on the show notes. There's a lot more to this article that we didn't cover. I didn't want to go too deep into it, but there's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, and part of it is Constellation is uh, is kind of like, it sounds like they're kind of backing away from the Ballast Point brand and moving to other brands. Uh, they're moving to cannabis. Uh, they're moving to... Uh, uh, just you know, uh, other liquors, you know, other uh, spirits, and and it looks like Ballast Point is not uh, no longer the, you know, the darling that they thought it was going to be, uh, which is too bad. Uh, I know that a lot of people like Ballast Point. I I think um, at the time they really did produce some really good mm -hmm. IPAs. They did. Um, but times have changed. Uh, craft beer is not what it was five years ago. And, when is the last time you heard the word the the phrase grapefruit sculpin? Uh, I haven't. I don't hear anyone talk about it anymore. Nope. Uh, I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's probably three years last time I heard someone mention it. 
Mm -hmm. I'm seeing less and less. I mean, before we'd see all the variants on the shelf, uh, and their and their six packs were selling for you know 15, for fifteen bucks, yeah, fifteen dollars a six pack. When right next to it, I can buy a a very good local uh, IPA for you know eight ninety nine. What am I going to do? I'll buy a twelve pack of equally or better IPA than a six pack of, you know, one that was, it's okay. It's good. It's not bad. It's just, it's not, it's, you know, there's other things to drink and people just don't want to have West coast bitter IPAs anymore. They want to have flavor. Uh, yeah, I, and I think that they, uh, they hit their peak and they got lucky by selling out and making that big bank, but, uh, things aren't looking good for the, I, I, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Constellation tries to, uh, you know, either shut them down altogether or just try to sell them to another brand. Maybe hmm. looks like they've kind of given up on them, which is, uh, which is sad. But uh, I, it, it, I don't know. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Okay, Chris, why don't you go ahead and take the uh, the next article, which is kind of uh, on the opposite end of this uh, of the spectrum. Yeah. So. You know, our, the uh, folks at Constellation and Ballast Point were talking about losing a ton of money because they spent a billion dollars <laughs> on, yeah. on buying them, which, yeah, we'll leave that alone. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about some uh, Modern Times. So Modern Times has recently put out uh, a video. If you want to watch that, uh, look that up on, uh, you can find that on YouTube probably, but if you go to Modern Times, I'm sure you could find it on their face or their Facebook, their Twitter, their Instagram, uh, or just go to moderntimes.com. I'm sure they'll be able to get you some information on the fact that you can buy a share into Modern Times Brewery. So the six-year-old brewery exceeded 68,000 barrels in 2018, which was over 800% of what they had initially projected to produce in their fifth year. So they're doing a little better than they expected. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they state they've, quote, reached a scale that requires a new approach. And rather than involve traditional private equity or other large investors, we're choosing to give our fans a chance to invest in the company that they've done so much to help build. They believe crowd equity funding is a better long-term sustainable business model by having a brewery owned by its employees and fans, both of whom already play critical roles in shaping their beer, their coffee, and their company culture. They believe that they believe this will be giving their fans who already champion their brewery frequent its frequent its establishments and cheerlead its efforts a chance to share in the potential upside of the company's success. They also believe this new equity raise will accelerate their progress towards an increased percentage of employee owned employee ownership. Uh, they anticipate the added capital and anticipated growth due to the raised capital will allow them to advance the timeline of buying back shares for their employee owners while simultaneously growing the company. The first step is launching a regulation CF raise on the WeFunder platform, potentially followed by a more substantial capital raise later this year. 
they can only accept up to a million and seventy thousand dollars under regulation <laughs> CF. <laughs> uh, that's a shame. I was going to give them a million and eighty thousand, uh, but they may accept additional funds under other securities law exemptions related to accredited investors. This initial opportunity for investment will go live at eight p.m. on four twenty-two today. Yeah goes live today on our crowdfunding page. Um, so, um, yeah. So I am at the crowdfunding page right now. Mm-hmm. And they must have opened early. They did. Uh, because it's sold out. They already reached their $1,070,000. Yeah. I, I got an email earlier today <laughs> that said, uh, hey, You've got eight more days to to buy in. Yeah. yeah. I was like, cool. I'll go drop some money in there. <laughs> no. So, done. Yeah. So um, we're telling you this news, uh, but it's already too late by the time you hear this because it's it's the day they open and they've already reached their million dollars uh, goal. Uh, 1,468 investors to get that $1,070,000. Uh, the minimum... Investment was two hundred and fifty-three uh, dollars. That's what all you had to do for the minimum was two hundred and fifty-three dollars. You could wait a have. minute. Wait a minute. I'm currently on WeFunder right now, yeah. and they are currently at one million sixty-nine thousand eight hundred and thirty-two dollars. Yeah, but it says of the one one million sixty-nine thousand eight hundred thirty-two maximum, they they've reached the maximum. I think. <laughs> Try yeah, to they, go ahead and put two fifty three in and see if it works. All right, let, let's see what a thousand dollars looks like. Them. No, not a hundred thousand. Jesus, <laughs> you gonna put a thousand dollars in? Uh, we'll see what happens. Man, I need to. I need to open up a sit means sit. Some big, <laughs> big spenders. Look, they let me invest from my business account too. <laughs> All right, let's let's find out. Let's continue. This is they're live probably, on the air. Yeah, this this is. Uh, they're going to ask for bank information. Oh, where's my checkbook? Here we go. So wow. I'm not going to read off. I'm this... not going to read off the bank. Look, I just signed the lease on a facility too. So yeah, so we'll have to look at this a little further because they're going to uh, ask for a checking account, and a routing number, and all kinds of fun stuff. So. Wow. So this is uh, this is interesting. I think it's an interesting way of doing it. I'm, I'll be honest with you. I am absolutely shocked that they raised their money uh, within hours after releasing this. It's, I never would imagine they would have reached it this fast. Um, I'm guessing, I mean, there's 14. I mean, I guess I need to do some, you're making me do some math again. Uh, you know how I'm not very good at math. I'm going to bust out my calculator here. So 1,070 million divided by 1468. That would be about $728 per person. Well, it's uh, funny that you mentioned that because my, my investment right now, because they're currently hitting their limit, yeah, uh, I'd be able to put in 772.60. 772.60. So... Um, so there's people, so the minimum investment was 253, which is a third of what 
the average person would have put in if they would have just put all the same amount in. So um, I'm saying that there was people that actually put more. Uh, I, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. And I don't, I don't know what you're actually going to get. You're going to get stock, but uh, um, look, there's only one way to find out. Is to do it. We're, we're going to do it live. I'm currently uh, typing in my address right now. Okay. Uh, Brandon, Florida. <laughs> Florida. Can you give me that routing number and uh, the nope. account number on the air yeah. so we can? Uh, and your social security number? Five one one. No, you're not a Nigerian <laughs> prince. Here's my employee identification number right here on the corkboard. That's convenient, huh? <laughs> oh. Let's see. So, uh, but yeah, I uh, I have to look up my employee identification number. Hang on. But yeah, I mean, I, I think it's, we talked about crowdfunding a while ago. Mm -hmm. And I think me personally, I feel like that the way things are going now, I feel like that the crowdfunding is pretty awesome. Just because is you can get um, you can either get a share into a company like what we're trying to do right now, um, or you can help out a smaller business like you know Trek Brewing tried to do this. They did the same thing. They wanted to build their patio, so mm -hmm. they asked for uh, what they use GoFundMe. Um, yeah, GoFundMe. And you know we we got some cool shirt. I'm currently wearing my Trek Brewing shirt, by the way. Oh. Um, you know, get a Trek brewing shirt and a hat, which, by the way, I wear all the time. <laughs> uh, but, you know, help them build that patio. So I think crowdfunding is a pretty amazing thing just to uh, help companies get what they need to get. Oh, there's my employee identification number. Cool. Let's see. Uh, all owners are accredited investors. Yep. Let's see what happens. Did it work? I'm working. Complete investment. Wow. Sit means sit is now invested in modern times brewing. You just invested in modern times. Let Whoa. the founder of modern times know why you invested. Okay. Okay. So we just bought into a beer company. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you're gonna go visit. Uh, I mean, I wonder. I guess you... I have to go to California. Look, yeah. I just, I just found another reason why it's a tax refund to go to California. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you gotta go visit your investment. I do. Uh, the good part is, is that because we have so many locations across the country, you can pretty much visit anywhere, and you can travel there to go meet people. Wow. So, so what is what is Megan gonna say about your new investment? <laughs> She's gonna uh, say no more drinking and podcasting uh, at the same time. It's it's dangerous to our bank bank account. Eh, you know what? Guess we'll find out. Well, congratulations! You are now. I am now a, a owner. part owner of Modern Times Beer. Look Modern at Times that. Beer. Have you had Modern Times Beer? I love Modern Times yeah, Beer. Yeah, they do make some good beer, and we. I'm lucky to have them here. I do drink. Uh, you know, I drink their stuff when they come out with new stuff, and uh, I, I do enjoy them. They're, they're good stuff. I, I actually have uh, some Modern Times uh, pint glasses sitting here in my office. Yeah, I got two of them. Well, I'm an owner. Thank you for investing in my company. Yeah, yeah. I got them free when they came into uh, town for the first time. Sarah and I uh, won them. 
It currently says almost sold out. So the money that I literally just put in and I literally put my bank account information into this uh, into this company. Yeah. It's still the same amount of money that's still available. So I don't know if it's uh, if it went through or not. Yeah, the number didn't go up. It still says 1497 investors. Yep, that's correct. So I need to check my email just to make sure that that's uh, we'll see. So I, and I'll be honest with you, even before um, before this evening, uh, I was looking at this the day that I found out about it when I posted that uh, information on our Facebook page. Um, yeah, I have an I have an email from them from three fifty eight p.m. today that says, uh, "Hi, Chris. Uh, Modern Times." round is closing in eight days if you'd like to invest so <laughs> I, I looked at this two days ago <laughs> and i was trying to look at it and go okay well what do i do I put the information in do i not look it, it's modern times i me personally and i am not an i am not a professional investor i love their beer yeah so i i would i like to back them Okay. That is awesome. So, and you can see they have a, uh, I mean, they have some serious growth. Their project, projected revenue is $37 million at the end of 2019. So, And one of their, one of their points that they have of why they, <clears throat> why you might want to invest in us. They've never spent money on advertising. They did. No, they did. Uh, so they number just six, did it at the, uh, they just uh, spent money. Uh, World Series. Oh, did they? Yeah, I, I thought I just read something that they had spent. Um, not now. I'm 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 talking out my butt because I can't remember the details. So disregard. But I thought they just spent money uh, advertising at the World Series or something. Well, they have this on their uh, their WeFunder page that says uh, is number six out of seven. No money spent on advertising garnered the sixth largest social media following in independent craft beer through organic growth. Yeah, That's look, key. I I I just dropped a thousand dollars to invest <laughs> in this company. That's a lot. This is how much. Look, but, this is how much I like tap the craft. Do you yeah, get that? Yeah, that's that. That thousand dollars is only a fifth of your daily beer purchasing, so that's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, only when I'm in Las Vegas. <laughs> All right, Chris. Hey, uh, you know what? We just made history. Where, uh, you know, we well, you invested. We had someone on the show invest into a brewery live and uh that's let's let's end on a high note uh, okay and and let's go and um let's let's end the show because i'm sw <laughs> i'm sweating profusely in my office right now and uh i don't want to pass out from uh, heat exhaustion in here because i don't have my air conditioning on yet and it's 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 got to be like 95 degrees in here before oh, that happens let's go ahead and, and raise a glass to some of the people we like to raise a glass to I'd like to raise a glass to all the people that buy Modern Times beer. <laughs> Keep on buying. Yeah, yeah. Thank you guys for investing in a company that you believe in uh, as much as I do uh, to do live on the air uh, capital investment. So, um, 
Yeah, that that was the thing. I didn't really have anybody to raise a glass to. How about how about uh, Jameson or anyone you spent time with in Vegas? Did you have anyone you wanted to uh, just say, hey, thanks for hanging out and drinking beer with me or anything? No, because I didn't get the time to chance. I didn't get the time to spend with him. Unfortunately, oh. it oh. sucked. And he said to me uh, when I when I took that picture and you know got to see him when we were on Fremont Street. It was. He was like, yeah, we got to get our obligatory photo. Um, and he goes, but now that you're more involved, he goes, I need a new brewery, buddy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I was like, well, Denny's probably busy. So. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Kevin and Amanda will be in Vegas in November to run in the, uh, the half marathon 10K that they do there. Yeah. Um, on, the, I think, the 17th of November. So I don't know if if I have any money left over from our Ireland trip, I might have to try to make a weekend run down there and see him. Yeah, and and I tell her I think I tell them just about every year, like, hey, we're gonna be in Vegas in April. We go to Vegas every April for mm-hmm. this, so you know, plan your time accordingly, and we can go hang out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, well. Um, I'm going to give one, one toast out, and I'm going to give a toast to the guy who, who uh, turned 50 before me by two months, Mr. Tom Joseph, old man Tom. Happy uh, birthday, Tom. He turned, <laughs> he turned 50 on the 17th, uh, literally almost exactly two months before I turned 50. So uh, I'm officially not the old man on the show. Uh, he, he can take that from me. So happy birthday, Tom. Welcome to 50. I've got you beat. I got grandkids. I don't think you have grandkids yet, do you? <laughs> I don't know. If you do, let me know. And then uh, then you can take that rain from me too. But uh, cheers to you. Uh, I, I don't have anything special. I'll be basically turning 50 and then heading to Ireland like a couple days after. So I'll be doing my celebration on the, the green Emerald Isles, uh, drinking Guinness and Irish whiskey. That's what I'll be doing. That doesn't sound awful. No, no, I'm looking forward to it. I just bought a a tour a, a road a road guide to Ireland. You know, taking the back roads and seeing all the stuff that nobody, you know, you won't find unless you you have a guide. And I'm going to go and we're gonna we're gonna go visit some some out of the way places and see Ireland the way you're supposed to see it. Uh, driving on the wrong side of the road. <laughs> uh, manual transmission, which I drive a manual transmission car. I've, I've, I learned on a manual transmission. I've driven a manual transmission. Every car I've owned, I've had a manual. Uh, Your so Mazda's a manual? Yeah, my Mazda's a manual. Wow. Uh, and I, I enjoy driving. This will probably be my last manual because, again, I'm, I'm getting to 50. Um, I'm starting to get a little uh, aches and pains in my knees. <laughs> I don't want to have to rely on, uh, you know, sh- you know, pushing that clutch in all the time. Uh, it's starting to wear on my joints. So this will probably be my last uh, manual transmission. But the car we have in Ireland is a right-hand drive manual transmission vehicle. So I'm not only going to be trying to traverse on the wrong side of the road, but I'm also going to be trying to shift on the wrong side of the car. <laughs> so I'm really looking forward to driving in Ireland. But uh, you know, we'll, we'll hit those back roads, and we're going to have fun. That's, that's the way I roll. <laughs> all in man i couldn't go easy and get it automatic although maybe when i get there i might chicken out and just go with the automatic so i only have to focus on one thing 
you know, trying to stay yeah. on the right side of the road. You're you're gonna have enough to to focus on. What? Just get the automatic, <laughs> and just get the automatic. Okay, okay, you convinced me, but we'll see. I like to live on the edge. I'm a, you know, I'm that kind of guy. <laughs> all right. Well, also, uh, you know, I can't end the show without raising my glass to all the servicemen and women out there protecting our freedoms, allowing Chris and I to get on here, buy stock in American companies, <laughs> show our support for craft beer. Uh, cheers to all of you out there allowing us to do this. Uh, we appreciate it and, and come home safe to your family soon. And Chris, you know what? We've got some other great sponsors that need a little toast. Why don't you go ahead and hook them up? Yeah, we definitely do. I want to raise a glass to B Cups, the supplier of outdoor craft beer cups, for partnering up with us. And I encourage our listeners to go visit their site at bcups.net. That's B-C-U-P-S.net. Or you can check out the other things that they have going on at fermentedreality.com. You can check out the world's first full line of style-specific plastic beer cups for people on the go. Whether hanging out at the beach, by the pool, hiking the wilderness, or even enjoying some time on the boat, beer cups are great for any place you can't use standard glassware. And you can also uh, check out our friends at Tavor which uh, Tavor.com, you can use the promo code TAPTHECRAFT, which is all one word, and they will give you any new user a $10 credit after you spend $25. Sweet. All right. You can find the beers and the links to the articles that we mentioned on the show in our show notes located on the show post at openformio.com. And if you'd like to follow us on social media, I can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and untapped at Loose Screw. And Chris, how can our listeners follow you? So you can find me on Twitter at Chris underscore McKenzie 82 or untapped and Instagram at MCK1345. Uh, or you can always interact with me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash tap the craft. All right, it is last call. Time to bring the show to a close. We want to thank you for downloading and listening. We ask you to please tell a friend and, of course, subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, Google Play, or however you listen to your podcast. And as a reminder, we release a new show every two weeks. Now go out there and spread the good word of craft beer. Cheers. Wow.